Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Oh, and that's Kathy's contribution. All right, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. Hi. How are you? Good to see you. Yeah, it's all right to see you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, trivia. I believe we would like to start with the trivia today. Oh, my God. Listen. What? We had two people send their letters on white doves, and I got them both. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So... First of all, I really appreciate how people are, are they're getting involved. They are. I'm enjoying involved. it. We got some email responses. We got some Instagram responses. So We have two winners. Really? Yeah, let, let me get the question, though. Excellent. The question was who played... Um, Darren's. Darren's gal. Wife. The witch. witch. Witchy poo on Bewitched. Correct. I remember. So, Roars... Okay. From Los Angeles. That's on Instagram. Instagram. Gotcha. Giving a little shout out. She answered first. She answered correctly. Nice. She answered Samantha and then in parentheses, nose twitch. <laughs> Cute. Good girl. However. Mm, okay. She's yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Like a Fox who actually responded right after okay um because she she happened to mention samantha's last name as well (gasps) samantha stevens oh i see so there was a there was a one up sorors you gotta step up (laughs) gauntlet good job guys thanks thanks for playing thank you so well um if if i if either one of you want some terror talk stickers stuff where we can Mm -hmm. send you some this is for all you know we've been trying to send stuff out to the people who have participate one so yeah send us a send us a what a tweet an email a carrier pigeon a telegram (laughs) (laughs) um actually send an email to terror talk podcast at gmail.com and we will be happy to send you some terror talk stickers which we had made with our logo on them we certainly will yeah and then also what we're doing is i'm tallying um you know with the little hashes (laughs) the Hash, hash, hash. You know what I'm saying? Oh, then add one for Tom G in Minnesota. Yeah. he came in too. Oh, he did? Okay, Yeah, cool. he came in again. Great. I will, Thanks for I'm, playing, Tom. <laughs> love you, Tom. We're tallying um, everyone who participates over the course of a certain amount of time. I'm not sure when we're going to call it just yet. Maybe in the spring sometime. I'm not sure. Or maybe for New Year's, we'll call it. You know, like end of the year. At 11.59? Is that going to be West Coast time or East? <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. You can't reach. What'd you like to do? Oh, oh, yes, I can. Actually, if you stood up, you could probably block <laughs> me pretty good. <laughs> Risk assessment. Bring in the team. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, send you out a box of stuff. Next to the person who plays the most, basically the person yeah. who participates. On New Year's most. Eve, 11.59 p.m. West Coast time. Okay, okay, Kathy will do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Trivia question for next week. Yes. Ladies and germs, 
you will post this under the Halloween post on Instagram. It's the most recent post. Okay. One of the most recent posts. (laughs) She was deciding whether that was right or not. What is the name of the Celtic festival that many people believe Halloween is based on? Oh, I know. What is the name of the Celtic festival that many people believe Halloween is based on? I said, I know. I don't care. Oh. All right. Then. Grab your own damn sticker. Isn't there one sitting right next to you? You want me to send that to you on New Year's too? I'm going to stand up and clock you. Send it somewhere. Yeah. All right, guys. We're taking doves. We're taking telegrams. We're taking the P.O. box, the Instagram, the tweet, the yeah. Snapchat. Uh, okay, calm down. The Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yahoo.com. Email. Don't listen to her. Those are your four avenues of responding. And pigeons. Okay. I've been pretty active on Twitter lately, so I'm getting that game going. It's kind of fun. I'm kind of liking it. But our Instagram game is working on, we're working on that as well. Certainly are. Please answer in one of those ways and we'll continue on. So, yeah. How was your week? Let's talk. I had a better week. Let's talk shrink life. You're not as revved up as you were last week. I had a better week. week. I, 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 got some closure on some of the chaos of right. cases last week so that feels good although there's always something else right around the corner yeah um but no it's been uh, i mean it's only you know it's it's monday it's monday for us <laughs> we're but, recording this on yeah. monday <laughs> so we'll see by the time this actually airs i'll probably be like this week i was wrong no. so that, that tells you actually a little bit about our schedule too so when you answer the trivia don't wait because we're putting the trivia out, uh, a question out on a Friday, hypothetically, right? And then on Monday, we're recording our next episode. So maybe we should start announcing, like, there's a 48-hour window. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> they don't actually have the whole week to do they it. They don't need any more parameters. They can't even get the answer to us now. <laughs> yes, they can. I'm getting question one answers there's- in all of a sudden. I'm like, guys, that was two months ago. You're late. Yeah. Right. Well, they're participating. They no, get I'm a just hash. Kidding. They get a hash. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the sooner the better would be idea. I mean, ideally, we'd love for you to go. Oh my God, I can't wait to get to that post <laughs> or find that pigeon. Well, I don't know, but the questions well, are whatever. That fast. They're really in there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so yeah, my week has gotten better. My week was ended up being better, I should say, and um, yeah, I'm right. just preparing now for spring semester and starting to work with some of my co professors what classes will you be teaching i will be teaching measurement which is really psych assessment and evaluation and Mm -hmm. i'll also be teaching capstone which is uh the very last semester of my second year students who are about to graduate it's sort of like a reflective class where they prepare for um any research that they might be interested in doing poster board work for conferences um, going back and revisiting some some of the stuff that needs more attention before they graduate. So, for example, a lot of people like to go back and um, put more emphasis on suicide assessment or risk management or things like that. So it's sort of like this... Like niche? Yeah, I mean, it's a class that helps them sort of 
bring everything full circle while they also start to work on professional development. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome thing. I think that's really great to be taught by somebody who's actually still working in the field. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a clinical, like immediately when you were saying that, I'm like, oh, I feel like I could teach, that. you know, like when mm -hmm. you're in the thick of it mm -hmm. and as you and I are both are, like both still actively using our skills. Because, yep. you know, of course there becomes a time in your career where you ultimately maybe decide to teach full time or teach part time and only do testing and assessment or, you know, you kind of make those zhuzhs as you go along, yeah. right? I the mean, zhuzhs. The zhuzh yeah. in the career, just like most people do in their careers. Um, my week was good um, so far, and it, it is still a full week because it's a full week since we recorded the last shrink chat. So <laughs> I'm just going on a different week. We're than just the, on a different week. We're on a different week than the publication schedule. But uh, my week was, uh, it was okay. I mean, it's hard to say it was good when you know the things that happen in my work happen. You know, one one person gets psychiatrically hospitalized, which I wasn't really expecting, and um, certain other things happen. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. it's hard to say my week was good when, you know, things are not yeah. going necessarily great yeah, for no, the people I'm you. working with. Yeah, no, but, I hear you too. Yeah. But I wasn't, um, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, last week we talked a lot about burned out, burnoutness and, um, I wasn't feeling that this week. So it's good. I don't know if I've ever talked about recently. I did a, um, all staff training on it was going to so the original title was going to be suicide assessment and treatment it's it's an hour training <laughs> when they showed me the title i'm like yeah we're not going to cover all that no, in an no, hour no I that's can, like a semester i could do a semester yeah at least a three-day training <laughs> to get to to hit all the points all right there. you got 50 minutes go so I, what i did was i picked the first piece and the first piece is having the conversation like how to have the introductory conversation when you're assessing mm -hmm. and it was interesting because there was a bunch of things i was going to add in that i wasn't able to because that hour is a solid actually very i thought pretty well put together and it got good reception so that's good but on having the conversation i could have done probably another half an hour on it. If I added some like multimedia more, I showed one video, but like I could add some stuff and split it out and I mm -hmm. could actually have a, you know, them doing something together with it or something. I mm -hmm. figure I could do a 90 minute just on that. And mm -hmm. then of course my little creative brain was all over the place. Like, Oh, I could do a three day, 24 hour, you know, like <laughs> I got, I sort of got all these ideas about how to do a CEU training on it and the yeah. way, and the way I would do it, which yeah. I think would be, well, it would be my way. We're all unique. Right. Yeah. So, um, then I started asking Kathy, like, so how do I get, um, a CEU <laughs> certification so that I can go out and I got all jazzed about yeah. it. So it obviously went well. So that was good. I That's got, good. I got some good feedback on it and it was enlivening for me because, you know, I don't get to uh, do regular, you know, everyday teaching. I do a lot of yeah. training in my yeah. job. I do a lot of one-on-one well, -on -one suicide training. assessment so important too, because I think the, the conversation piece is something I talk to my students a lot about, which is the amount of rapport that needs to be there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and 
so much the relational piece and the trust when right. you're dealing with something that sensitive, but but also being able to be very blatant about what you're assessing. Absolutely, be able to say the words, yeah. be able to say, "Are you thinking of killing yourself?" Yeah. You know, not just people, harming or yeah. just yeah. using it, going all the way there. Some people need, and so I work with a lot of uh, paraprofessionals, which is actually how I started, which means an unlicensed person doing the work, and I think it's a really it's such a great um, applicable conversation and they ask such interesting questions that we wouldn't necessarily think about, you know, because when we say, yeah, so you'll need to build rapport and then you'll need to this and you'll need to ask, you know, be more comfortable with the challenging questions. Da, da, da. But what does that look like? You know, right. how do you build rapport? It's really kind of, that was what was great about it was leaning into wait a second, let's take a minute. What is that? We can talk for an hour mm -hmm. about, and so I really did try, and I think I can do better the next time. I really did try to break down what is rapport, what kinds of strategies are there? Because what I'm realizing more and more in my work is that I employ a lot of strategies to build rapport. Mm -hmm. And I and I think our, in our profession, we gloss over those introductory skills in psychology. Mm -hmm. And I find that even some licensed people I meet don't necessarily have no sort of therapy 101 skills. And certainly the public at large could learn so much from these kinds of conversations about building relationship, about rapport, about how to do that. Cause it's everything from gestures to eye contact yeah. to the words you use. Well, and that's where any, any, you know, Anyone can go learn an orientation. Anyone can go learn a theoretical orientation. But if you can't sit with a person and gain that trust and build a relationship, which I just think some people are innately better at than others. That's be probably true. There's some innate skill there. Yeah, and just more open to how important that is versus yeah. the, the clinician who's like, let me show you how much I know. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of that in our field. We do. We have a lot of... Um, well, I would say insecurity mm -hmm. that comes out in a forced kind of narcissism, like that they have to prove. And some clients will pull that from you. Mm -hmm. They pull like, you know, prove to me that you know what you're doing. And I rarely take that bait. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while I get trapped in it. And 30 seconds later, I'm like, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You reroute. You reroute. <laughs> damn it. He pulled me right yeah. in there. But, you know, you catch yourself. But I also think that the skill is because... I think probably you and I started this profession with um, an innate social skill, mm -hmm. but it's really full circle to be able to break down what you do. I mean, that's a really hard. So if I say to you in your profession, you know, um, you are a, a lawyer, for example, and I say to you, well, how did you decide that this person was this side or the other, whatever the skill is, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, some lawyers are going to be able to say, well, by the way I sat and what I did and how I approached that. And, um, because I know this background, you know, they'll be able to do that. But I think a lot of times it's like, well, I just do it. It's what I do every day. It's my job. Mm -hmm. But to then turn it around and to explain it to people who aren't at your level, 
And that's what teaching is, right? Mm -hmm. Is to be able to say, well, actually what I did with this person is I intentionally paused after this question or Mm -hmm. I intentionally, you know, that's that sort of masterclass stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just got a taste of it that day and I liked it. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. Well, you'll do more. Yeah, I will. All right then. And scene. Oh, okay. We <laughs> we got I together. I think you just lost half our listeners. Just went off because no. you said unseen. Yeah, we're I'm still sure, here. I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah. No, no. Just go. Movies. We got together. We had a oh. social. We had, we a had social our Halloween. Happening. We had our we had our Kathy and Shannon Halloween, which <sighs> constituted um, a couple of horror movies and a board game and some really good Thai food and some Thai food. Yes, we order really good Thai food. It's really good uh so you want to talk about the board game first yeah tell There's, us there are a lot of really good i think horror games that are coming out now because the genre i think just keeps growing and we're getting more yeah um I think there's two things happening. I think there are a lot of people who are getting a little fatigued from screens. Oh, sure. Because there are a lot of really great horror video games out there. Mm-hmm. But we are also, I always say, you know, and I said this a while back that um, I think we're going to see bookstores resurge. And I think there's that history will repeat itself because that tactile experience is so, yeah. a lot, I love it. I love board games. And I, I mean, records came back. Records so. came back. But this is, um, we're seeing this now with board games too. So a lot of the stuff that's coming out on video games, we're seeing in the board version. I was at Barnes and Noble a couple of weeks ago and they had a board game for it. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're in the town of Derry and also all of this stuff is now coming out with these movies. Anyway, as some of you may know if you've been listening that I'm a huge fan of like the universal monsters and like the classics. And there's a move or there's a game out right now called horrified, which you basically um, play either by yourself or with other people, but it's a cooperative game. Mm-hmm. And your job is to um, you're in this old village kind of looks like the universal back lot. And you are um, helping one another defeat the universal monsters by um, certain tactics working together using different types of weapons. Like with the vampire, you got to crush four of his coffins and then you have to go find him and kill him with three different weapons that are worth over a certain amount of points. All the while you have, you know, the creature from the black lagoon, the werewolf and the mummy (laughs) destroying five villagers over at the docks, you know, so it's this really, it's um, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman, Dracula, the mummy, the invisible man and the creature from the black lagoon. And you can play with any, any or all of them, any of them or all of them. It's going to be a really quick game. Yeah, and you and then you have to also help the villagers out. Um, yeah, it's it's just fun. It's just old school. It's fun. I like it. I thought the fun thing personally. So I, you know, Kathy bought it and then kind of taught herself the game, and played it with her, played it by herself a couple of times to sort of get familiar, so that she could teach me. So when she came over. She taught me the game um, pretty quickly, and then we played sort of a simple. We only had two monsters. Um, but it was fun. One of the things I thought was really cool is it's cooperative. So it's her and I against the monsters mm-hmm. as opposed to you and I competing, which I don't know. That's not as fun to me as. No, it's way more fun. And you're like rolling the dice and I might be the one that's getting attacked. Yeah, it's like the you're... Dungeons and Dragons yeah. vibe, only yeah. far simpler. But um, yeah. yeah, we enjoyed it. It's fun. It's got pretty good ratings online. I just looked it up. 7.9 out of 10. <laughs> That's what it says. And meanwhile, we were watching movies. So 
Oh, God. We watched two movies that we'd like to talk, tell you about very quickly. This will not go on very long because they were both very bad. Uh, the first one was the worst of the two, in my opinion. I hope you're talking about The Basement. And the movie was called The Basement. You know, listen, God love people who make movies. <laughs> I love making movies. I think go out and make movies. But... This was pretty bad. Um, Craig is abducted and wakes up in a basement. His captor, Bill, <laughs> she's giggling even just hearing it. His captor, Bill, is a twisted serial killer who wishes to reenact his own capture with Craig playing the part of Bill and Bill playing everyone else. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because I just picture when you were remembering he it. He has to call him mommy and then daddy and then yeah. he's the parole officer. And the So as Bill tortures Craig, he cycles through a number of personas, all while Craig tries desperately to find a way into Bill's pathology in order to save himself. So what happens is, is he gets this guy gets abducted and then most of the movies in a basement and each time Bill comes in and out, he's a different person. So he's like dressed as a woman. He's dressed as a priest. He's dressed as a cop. He's a and at first, Craig thinks that it's a new person sometimes. And he yeah. gets hopeful that he's being saved. And then, of course, it's not. And But the, it happens like three too many times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, thank God we were playing the game while we were watching it. I yeah. was like, which, who is he now? Yeah, it's like an, it seemed like like an off, off Broadway play. It's like one of those <laughs> things where it's like in one, it's in one room for the most part. But then they have these scenes with these women, the girlfriends and stuff, which I didn't even, I, every time they came on screen, I'm like, okay, back to the game. Like I, I yeah. don't, I don't even know what was going on there. It was very, um, it looked to be very, you know, low budget, um, maybe first time filmmakers. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm very happy that people make movies yeah, and yeah. that their second, third, fifth movies could be very fabulous. But um, this one was pretty devastating. Not so much. It looks like it played at a bunch of festivals. That's interesting. I just kind of looked at we we did we played movie roulette basically went into all of the movies that i have like on my server basically from all the different streaming places that we pay for and just looked for the first horror movies that we found just to play in the background so that was one of them the other one um they're both actually from 2018 um this one was called look away oh by the way the basement was rated a one like a one tomato on the rotten tomato I'm site Okay. Just go throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, and then this one was called Look Away. Look Away is a psychological thriller that tells the story of Maria, an alienated high school student whose life is turned upside down when she switches places with her sinister mirror image. And that is actually what happened. <sighs> yeah, I was waiting for it to end. I mean, it... <laughs> It, it got a three on the rotten, so, you know, a bit yeah. better than The Basement, Yeah, and I there think. were parts of it that I was entertained by, but, mm -hmm. and it had a good cast. Mira Servino was in Well, Mira Servino was the wacky mom. Um, India Isley, I think, is the, the name of the girl. She was an interesting looking, and mm -hmm. I thought she did a good job. I, I'm not saying anything about her as an actor. Mm -hmm. um, her performance was good. Yeah. And so was the kid. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just the movie was... Yeah, it just didn't quite come all the way together, I guess. But, I mean, I thought it was a cool idea that, you know, at one point she puts her hands on the mirror and they kiss. She kisses her mirror image and 
and then they switch. And so then the bad girl is in the world and kills everybody, basically. Um, and before that, there was maybe like one or two moments that I could consider like, ooh, that was spooky, was when she just, she first realizes that her mirror image is doing something different than she is in the mirror. Right. <laughs> you know, and I thought, I mean, that's always a cool little like, oh, well, that's freaky where she just kind of looks at it and it's like winking at her or moving or yeah. got a different face. That's kind of creepy. So, but after that, you know, when she was slaughtering everyone. Yeah. She comes back for her revenge. But then the revenge took a little bit. Well, and then the ending that we were confused. Yeah. We didn't know what happened at the end. So it didn't, it just didn't quite come together. So there's that. Right. Um, what's next? I watched season three of Atypical. <gasps> I, I haven't gotten to watch it yet. It's totally on my list. It's so good. Oh, this good. is, I've loved every season and I think this one's my fave. A lot of different things happen. I just feel so attached to these characters. No, it's a great show. And I saw that the new one dropped. I just haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I could watch it again. I could rewatch it. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. I am I am still making my way through Blacklist. I'm on the sixth season. Okay. Um, you know, it's jumped the shark a bit now, as they say. It's uh, I'm finding myself wandering during the episodes more mm-hmm. than the first, I'd say, three or four seasons. I would, you know... Uh, mindfully try to watch i'm always doing something else when i'm watching but Mm -hmm. um i'm wandering a little bit more and then every time james spader comes on the screen then i watch that anything he does is good (laughs) he's so good damn it i love that man um so still enjoying it and i'm gonna finish uh but i'm i'm wandering a little bit in my interest and then I won't go too far into it but last weekend i did attend the deadline contenders event yes you did so deadline is a news source for entertainment news as you guys might know and every year they do two different what they call contenders events Mm -hmm. and one is for the oscars and one is for the emmys and i've i've been to both in the past but so they just had this last weekend uh the deadline contenders for the oscars and they had already had one in london and then this was the L.A. one. Um, and so what it basically is, is people, so all voting members of the guilds mm-hmm. come to the uh, event and it's all day. It's a marathon. This is not for the faint of heart. It is from seven in the morning. They serve you breakfast. It's really nice. There's a catered breakfast it's and a nice. catered lunch. And um and a catered like cocktail hour afterwards as well. So that's nice. It's nice, good food, et cetera. You feel well taken care of in that way. And then all day long, there every 15 to 20 minutes, there's a new um, project basically pitching you on their project. So um, for Oscars. So this is one of the many sort of quote unquote political events that goes on as, as publicity for being an Oscar nominated film. I think a lot of people don't understand how much money and publicity and work goes into getting nominated and then winning. It's not just about the quality of whatever you did Mm -hmm. because 
you and I can make a movie and we have amazing performances in it that, you know, someone says, oh my gosh, you, you guys are so amazing or something. And no one sees it and there's no political, there's no political or publicity machine behind it. Right. And it goes, that goes nowhere. Sure. Um, now, sure, smaller movies will do it, but it's when, it's when a company, a production company decides to put their money behind it. Like, cause we saw a couple of documentaries there. We call it, saw a couple of smaller films. There's a film from South Korea. That's getting a lot of attention called parasite. I've heard of this. Yeah. That's a, that's up our alley. So, you know, at some point we'll probably see that, um, you know, obviously Joker, you know, the big movies like Joker and, <clears throat> you know, Things like Little Women and Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf. He's just as weird as you think. I, I mean, bet. But I like him. <clears throat> I, I know. I know. I like him. And I, I know a lot of people love to hate him, but I can't. No, he's in He's in a couple. He was there for two different movies. And one of they both look good. So what are you going to do? Um, and, you know, Charlize Theron was there. You know, all Quentin Tarantino was there for Once Upon... Um, a time in Hollywood. So you get some real heavy hitters that are just doing their 15 minute set thing on the stage, like mm -hmm. pitching you their project. And there's a deadline journalist guy or girl asking questions. Mm -hmm. And then they're saying what their project is about. They show a clip. Sometimes they show new clips for movies that aren't, you know, that haven't shown a trailer yet. They try to throw in some of mm -hmm. that. Um, Rocket man, the guy who played Elton John was there. He was really fascinating. Taryn something. Yep. Taryn. Yeah. Um, there was one movie I thought of you for. Um, there's a documentary called The Elephant Queen. Uh -huh. This documentary group, <clears throat> this guy, this photographer, cinematographer spent and and the team of four spent four years in the bush in Africa wow. shooting elephants. They told some amazing stories of like a guy who went out and for 12 hours a day, the photographer was literally in a metal box that was buried under the ground with his camera sticking up out of the Ooh, ground amazing. to, to get the like footage. That's the feet and the beetles and the, this and the, that, like all the stuff that's right there on the ground. And they decided to set out, uh, to make a movie that would have the world fall in love with elephants because they're in it, they're becoming slowly becoming an endangered species. And it's, it's so interesting. You say that. Cause I just watched mm -hmm. the Netflix a holiday in the wild or whatever with Rob Lowe. Oh and, my God, um, I did too. So Shannon's <clears throat> saying this to me cause I have such a love for Africa. I've spent some time in the Serengeti and I'm going back in March, um, to kill climbing Kilimanjaro and then flying out to Rwanda to see the gorillas. And when I was in Tanzania a couple of years ago, um, my guide was telling me that I saw so many elephants and it was so great yeah. because the elephant population is coming back now that it's illegal, mm -hmm. that the, they're now able to shoot the poachers right then and there. Yeah. Um, and Obama funded a lot of drones that mm -hmm. helped bring that back. So I love that they're doing documentaries and showing, but it's so crazy to me that the elephant population, because they live very long lives, but mm -hmm. with the poachers, but it's, I, it's so amazing to see that um, they're coming back. They're not, they're coming off the endangered species. They're so incredibly amazing and when you see them in their own habitat i i just cried like every day they're so beautiful yeah it's funny so i watched sentient. i watched that holidays in the wild which is like a romantic all know, filmed it, in zambia right on locations beautiful. yeah the actress there um she does a lot of kristen davis yeah she yeah. does a lot of elephant that's her thing i'm sure that's why they did the movie <sighs> 
Um, yeah. It's like a Hallmark movie, but I watched it the, over the weekend. It just dropped on Netflix and I, I just enjoyed yeah, it because I'm a fan of a Christmas holiday yeah. Hallmark movie. And like, then coupled with Africa, I was like, for me, it was like the best yeah. thing ever. But yeah, yeah, so, that's awesome. I will have to see that documentary. Yeah. If I get a screener for it, we'll, uh, we can watch it together. Cool. Cool, man. What else? Is that all we got? That's all I got. Is that what's happening? That's it. All right. So next week on Terror Talk, we are doing Dr. Sleep. Yeah, we are. I guess we're going to see that pretty soon. That's exciting. I'm excited. I like that. Uh, so please tune in for that. And um, we appreciate your listenership. This we do. Sh- we do. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.